Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Along with Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now. Football Sunday, Lincoln Financial Field, 94 WIP. Eagles close out against the New York Giants. And, uh, well, what a pleasure this is because, we, Jody, we knew this guy when, and he started out as a producer for us and has gone on to uh, really being one of the lead voices on football, somebody who you really trust uh, and just love seeing him as a star on the NFL Network, Mike Garofolo. I know how busy you are on Sundays, Mike. Really appreciate you taking the time. No, you caught me on the right Sunday, Glenn. We're, we're, we're uh, in advance of tomorrow and uh, all the coaching news. Uh, that we expect to uh, to happen will be on all day long on NFL Network. So uh, no game today. So I'm so oh, I'm, good. I'm, I'm firmly planted here. So you got me on the right day. Good. So Mike, before we get to the Eagles uh, and the games and everything else, the Demar Hamlin injury really seemed to resonate around the NFL like nothing I've seen in years. I kind of like your your quick perspective on what it has meant to the players and the coaches and the league. Uh. Well, hold on. Let me get okay. a little gremlin trying to invade the office here. Okay. You stay out there. <laughs> All, right. All right. This is, you know, like I said, you caught me on the right day. No, but that, and listen, because I'm working. Oh, so, as you know, Facebook okay. friends, and I've told you, you, you have two adorable daughters that you post pictures of. <laughs> uh, what it's meant, um, I, you know, the years of covering this game, uh, one of the things that always uh, is heartwarming and interesting and, and, uh, unique about you know football and, and, and a lot of the things that we do in, in life is uh, these guys going from one minute one to knock each other's heads off to uh, a minute later uh, the community um, and the reaction from the, the Bengals players and the coaching staff the other day uh, to say hey we've got to go over and we've got to check on the team we've got to make the right call because these guys are not ready to play there uh, Sean McDermott immediately saying that he wanted to be at the hospital he can't be coaching this game um, it's it's uh, it was a, it was a uh, a sign of uh, the community of players, even when they're facing each other, and the community of uh, football folks again, even when they're facing each other. Uh, and then a couple of days later, when we knew Demar Hamlin was okay, it was back to the business side of things. Uh, to hear the Bengals upset with the NFL not enacting the rules that were on the books and instead changing them midstream, uh, you know, it's it's it was good to be back to that kind of stuff. Glenn, knowing how heavy the week started. Yeah, all right. So let me follow up in that uh, general direction. I took a call last night on my national show on CBS Sports Radio from a guy who was very critical of Roger Goodell, not for the decisions that the league made and what they laid out and the compromise positions that they tried to come up with, the neutral site games and coin flips. No, just the fact that Roger Goodell hasn't gotten out in front of a camera and been in charge and explained everything and uh, faced reporters about why they did what they did. Is that a fair criticism, Mike? Yeah, I mean, he spoke at the beginning of the uh, the, the Zoom uh, press conference that they had, but then when they fielded questions, he did not field the questions. Um, I, I would say um, it, it's here's why here's why I have a little bit of um, uh, a sympathy or, or empathy or understanding for for why it would be a tough spot for him to answer the questions. Uh, because it's really, he's the face of the other owners, right? I mean, it's the decision made by the 32 owners. And it was not a consensus uh, amongst the owners. To pa- I mean, this, this thing barely passed. Uh, I've spoken to a number of uh, executives with other teams that said, yeah, I feel bad for the Bengals, right? If we were in that spot, I'd be upset that they changed things midstream for us. 
Um, and there were a number of owners who not only voted against it, but also abstained, which I, I think shouldn't be allowed. Like you should, you should not be allowed to abstain. You should vote one way or another because you're, you're a body of uh, owners here trying to make a decision. So I'm, I'm not sure why that was allowed. But um, you know, it's 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 hard for him because it, it's not like he made. What we need to explain to folks is it's not like Roger Goodell sits there and goes, "Okay, I'm going to make whatever decision I want. Everybody's going to have to deal with it." He works for the owners. His job is to get them on the same page or at least as close to the same page as possible with whatever and make the decision there. And so the competition committee, which, again, he's not on, that's the group of coaches and executives uh, that help formulate the rules, they proposed something. It was kicked to the owners. The owners voted, and Goodell is kind of the guy kind of officiating the whole thing. So uh, I'm not as upset with that maybe as the standard person because I understand how it works. Uh, but I understand that people wanted to hear from the commissioner. I guess the NFL thought, well, let's put him out there, have him make a statement, and then not answer questions, and that'll be sufficient. I guess for a lot of folks it wasn't, and I understand that. All right, let's get to the games. Let's get to the football part of it. Um, for most of the season, we've considered the Eagles the best team in the NFC, if not the entire league. They've lost their last two games. Uh, have they slipped? And in your mind, is it the injuries or is it something more than that? Yeah, well, it's hard to sustain that for 18 weeks. I mean, I, I, every team is going to have a lull. Um, I, I do remember the one year. This is the, this is the team that always sticks out in my mind. Uh, the year the Saints won the Super Bowl, uh, which I believe was 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they had a two-week stretch, I want to say, late in the season, where uh, all of a sudden they were dominating and putting up points all year long, and then all of a sudden hit this lull. Actually, now I'm looking back at it. It was three weeks. Uh, they lost the game to the Cowboys on a Saturday night. I remember that. That was wound up being their first loss. Then they lose to a Buccaneers team in overtime that couldn't have been that good. No, they were 3-13. and 13. Uh, And then week 17, they lose to the Panthers. I'm not sure if they played anybody in that game. That game may have meant nothing. But um, it, it, it happens. And, and usually it will happen a little bit closer to the middle of the season, right, where the team will hit that lull and then they'll finish strong. Uh, that Saints team certainly defied that because usually when you end that way, it doesn't, it doesn't go well in the playoffs. Uh, for the Eagles, I, I think today it will be against the Giants' backups and practice squad for the most part. Um, and you'll say, well, yeah, whatever. But just get that feeling back of going out there, executing, dominating. You know, I heard from some Eagles folks today who said, let's just win this game by one. I know you think we're going to blow them out, but let's just win this game. Let's just get the win. I, I don't think that's good enough. I, I, you, you've got to go out there and you got to – Get that feeling back of we are going to dictate things. Uh, again, regardless of who it's against, just get that feeling back heading into the postseason. And I think my, my argument was even if this game meant nothing, get Jalen Hurts out there and play him a little bit. The fact that it does mean stuff uh, or mean something allows you to get him out there to get that feeling back. I think that's a good thing that he's going to play today. You and I agree on that, Mike, because I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, they're going to miss Lane Johnson, and we all assume they'll be back for the playoffs in two weeks if the Eagles win today. They get that extra bye week. But Jalen's got to get he, – he's kind of become a rhythm-type quarterback, and after sitting two weeks, I need to see him. If they hadn't played him today and sat for four weeks in a row, I'd have major mm -hmm. concerns going into the uh, first week of the playoffs. Why should we have faith that Jalen Hurts will, after two weeks off, just come out and uh, hit the ground running? Well, interesting choice of words because uh, our James Palmer, who's covering the game for NFL Network, mentioned that don't expect it to be that same kind of uh, yeah, run-heavy or design-run uh, scheme that we've seen from time to time, uh, which is fine. I mean, if, if you're facing their backup defensive line, Dexter Lawrence is not out there. I don't know if Kayvon Thibodeau is going to play, but these other guys that can create havoc, and that gives you more time to sit there and throw the football, uh, and maybe first and second down, your your run to your running backs are picking up yardage, and you're, you're you're getting in the more manageable situations. That'll help you not have to lean on that kind of stuff, not have to take those extra hits, and hopefully uh, build that uh, big lead and and get them out of the game. Um, but that's uh, to answer your question, why? Because you know, Wink Martindale, who usually loves to bring the pressure and, and really create havoc for opposing quarterbacks, is not going to have his full complement of, of, of weapons on defense. So uh, I think that uh, he'll probably not be facing that kind of pressure and not have to uh, uh, create with his legs as much and, and, and get into a rhythm, uh, make some plays, and like I said, get the heck out of there. This, this, this Giants team has not been great against the run, period, with their starters. 
So I, I think that that's the goal is hopefully Miles Sanders goes bananas today and he helps you build that big lead. Yeah, well, we, we often think the Eagles are going to run the ball, and they don't, but we will find out. Uh, Mike Garofolo, let me ask you a couple of, of uh, league questions. Uh, let us say the Eagles do win today, do get home field advantage through the NFC playoffs. Who poses a bigger threat? Is it the, the Niners with their great defense and a rookie quarterback, or is it the Cowboys with whom we're so familiar? Uh, probably the uh, 49ers. That is, that is a scary, scary team right now with the way that they're – um, first of all, with the way the quarterback's playing, and, and it's, it's I, I don't ever want to say that the Niners allow for a system quarterback, but what you need is a guy who makes good decisions, fast decisions, uh, and understands what you're trying to do to create for him and takes advantage of it. And he's done a terrific job, job Brock Purdy has of that. And then on top of that, you've got an unbelievable running game. They are using Christian McCaffrey in just the absolute perfect way since they traded for him. I, I never advocate using resources on running backs unless you get a guy who's more than a running back, and certainly he has been. So uh, Debo Samuel on his way back as well. You get two guys that you can use in, in, in a variety of fashions. Uh, you got a physical uh, offense. You've got a defense that's unbelievable. With the, the, I, mean, I, I hear Kyle Shanahan talking about how Nick Bosa should be in contention for MVP, not just Defensive Player of the Year. And I, I, I'm watching that game last week, and I'm saying, all right, well, if he's the MVP, he's going to make a play to affect this game. Boom. Sure enough, he did. Mm -hmm. uh, pushed the tackle right into the quarterback, created the turnover that they needed. Um, that is, it, it, it's the, I keep saying about the Niners, that's the kind of style of, of play that travels in the postseason. Uh, so if they're traveling here, I'm not feeling, or there, excuse me, I'm not feeling great about it if I'm the Eagles. Mike, certainly we're focusing on the Eagles, but you got to focus on the opposition today. Why is Davis Webb the starting quarterback for the Giants? I can understand Daniel Jones. They want to put him at risk. But Tyrod Taylor is your backup, and he's a legitimate yeah. backup. And uh, I would have been less confident about an Eagle win if he were starting today. But Davis Webb gets his first ever start five years into his NFL career. Why? Yeah, the, the Giants were um, uh, they're very, they're keeping this one very close to the vest for some reason. I couldn't get a reason out of them. I, I got word yesterday that he was going to be elevated and play, and then uh, Ryan Dunleavy of the New York Post reported not only was he going to play, he was going to start. And the best explanation that I've gotten to this point is, well, we're going to need Tyrod potentially in the playoffs if Daniel Jones gets hurt, so we don't want him to get hurt. Now, the other thing, it doesn't make much sense to me, but the other thing I did report yesterday was the Dolphins, who had uh, quarterback issues, uh, we're trying to get Davis Webb onto their roster off the practice squad. And he said, uh, I'll hang here because I think I'm going to play this week. So I think the other carrot for them to kind of hold on to Davis Webb was, well, you know what? Not only are you going to play, you're going to start and you can play the entire game. Um, I, you know, r regardless, it's not a great effect on your 2022 season, but this is a guy that they like a lot and think they can develop a little bit. So, um, if he winds up being your backup for the next couple of years, maybe you can save some money there. Then that makes sense because you're going to have to pay Daniel Jones soon, soon in some form or fashion. So I, I'm trying to figure Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Got the bigger, grand understanding. But I will say this. I think keeping Tyrod Taylor safe, because he did play earlier in the season and wound up getting hurt. So I think keeping him protected is at least part of the decision. Mike Garofolo uh, is our guest of NFL Network. Follow him on Twitter at Mike, G-A-R-A-F-O-L-O. Um, you said that uh, tomorrow you will be uh, dedicated to uh, re- reporting on all the coaches' firings, which usually happens the day after the season. Uh, that's going to open some jobs, and there's certainly a lot of speculation in this town what it means for the Eagles' coordinators, Jonathan Gannon on defense, Shane Steichen on offense. What do you see? How viable candidates do you see them and any particular place you might see them ending up? Uh, Gannon, I put in Houston. I mean, he was obviously the runner up there last year. And uh, it does sound as if the Texans are going to make a move at head coach with Lovey Smith. So uh, you would think that Gannon would be highly considered for that job right there. Once again, uh, Denver could be a possibility for him to get an interview. I can't Did he interview in Denver last year. There's so many interviews these days. It's so hard to track. Yeah, I don't, um, even, I don't remember to be honest with you. It, it, it is. Yeah, it used to be like teams would interview like five guys. Now it's like it, with the zooms, especially, uh, they can get upwards of a, of a dozen. So it's just you lose track of who's interviewing anymore. Uh, so I, I I put him in contention possibly for uh, that gig. Uh, he's he's definitely highly thought of uh, around the league. I, I I know that his style and not willing to attack as much. I understand who I'm talking to. You're, right you're from here. It. Come on. Your roots are here. You know. Well, I, I may have I may have spoken to Anthony Gargano about this this week and got strong pushback, uh, Glenn, from, from our buddy on this one. So uh, I, I, I get it. I understand. Uh, but I will say that, uh, you know, his, his ability to uh, organize that side of the ball is thought of around the league as a guy who could then run it an entire operation. But listen, defensive coaches, uh, they're, they're at a disadvantage because it's an offensive league. It's where owners want to say, I want an offensive guy who can develop a quarterback, and this way I'm not changing play callers every couple of years or whatever, which I, I've heard the pushback from defensive coaches, by the way, on that is you should be refreshing your offensive philosophy every couple of years anyway. So if you're losing your play caller, what's the big deal? We're running an entire operation as a head coach. We'll keep rolling the offense, and we'll stay fresh on offense. I think that's a great way of presenting it in these interviews, and they do that. Uh, and I also say this, by the way, the longest-tenured coaches in the league are defensive guys, Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I, it, it boggles the mind why these owners are so adamant, oh, we've got to hire Nathaniel Hackett and get ourselves a, 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 an offensive mind. I understand part of that was luring Aaron Rodgers, but look at him. He was one and done because he can't run the building. you got to be yeah. able to run the building. So I know Gannon is thought of in that regard as, if this year's not the year for him, I think it's coming soon. Mike, one more technical question about uh, potential Black Monday tomorrow and uh, right in your wheelhouse. The, the league is forever revamping, uh, trying to better their process of who's available to interview, who can go, who can't be talked to because their teams are in a playoff run. If the Eagles do get the win today and get the bye, does that mean Gannon and or Steichen could be having interviews on Wednesday or Thursday of this upcoming week? Yes, the teams with the buys can interview immediately. The teams that are playing in the first round, uh, they wait till the second week of the playoffs to interview. So uh, those guys would be able to get those interviews done this week. And 
um, you know, teams usually do a good job of that, of, uh, you know, hey, look, let's get our preparation for what we're doing, and then you can schedule your interview around that. A lot of times they'll wait till the weekend so that they can get everything they need to do from a work standpoint during the week, and then, hey, we're going to be down on the weekend anyway, so, so do your interviews on Saturday and Sunday, and then come back to work as we prepare for the divisional round. So that's the expectation I would have there. All right, last one for me, Mike Garofolo. Uh Carson Wentz has now worked his way through three franchises in three years, lost starting jobs in all three of those, uh, has made a lot of money over the years, doesn't appear to be a guy who's going to walk into a starting job anywhere. Mm-mm. What's his future? Where's he next year? And, and at home in North Dakota is a viable answer. It's a great question. That he's a guy that I could see maybe sitting out there for a while. I don't know. Um, it's he's got um it's 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 not a huge guarantee i think it's like a four million dollar guarantee with the uh commanders next year but you certainly wouldn't even pay that if you're moving on at the quarterback position so um he could take some time to find a spot uh i really believe that look you know frank reich thought he could rehab him uh and, and get him back uh playing uh the way that he did with the eagles and 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 realized that that was in, incapable you know maybe you take him on if it's a, a backup situation and say well, maybe let me get another shot at this without an owner that, that wants him out of here for his stance on, on vaccinations and the way that he played in week 18 last year. Um, you know, let him, let him just chill and reset himself. I, I just, it, it's one of the great mysteries that um, he played at such a high level in 27 and 20, uh, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that there were injuries along the way. I understand that there were a lot of uh, mental things that, uh, mental hurdles for him as well. I just cannot believe, given two really good situations the last couple of years, and really good, I mean, you know, playing for good offensive coaches, having uh, a, a good offensive lines and, and weapons around him the last couple of years, that he just wasn't even able to get close. It's, it's, I have no answer for why he was unable to get even close to the player that he was. All right, yeah. then my final question, following up on that, and maybe also rubbing salt in the wounds, of these two quarterbacks, which one is more likely to be the opening day starting quarterback of an NFL team next year, Carson Wentz or Gardner Minshew? <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, I'd go Minshew. I don't think I don't think either. But if you had to make me pick one, I would say Gardner Minshew. Um, I, I, I'm surprised that Minshew didn't play uh, better in these last couple of games. I mean, he played he played well against Dallas. He just made critical mistakes. Um, so I don't I don't see that. But if you if you made me pick one of the two, I'm going Minshew. Yeah, I'm I'm not banking or betting on either one. But if I had to bet on one, believe it or not, I still think it's Carson Wentz. Mm. Well, we shall see, Mike. Listen, it is always a pleasure. Love your work on the NFL Network. Uh, as we said, follow him on Twitter at Mike Garofolo and uh, enjoy a rare Sunday with your daughters. <laughs> you got it, Glenn. Thank you, All boys. Right. Appreciate All it. Right. Thanks, Mike. Be well. There you go. Let me ask you, and I'm almost sneaking a call here before mm-hmm. the break. Bigger threats to the Eagles, Cowboys, or Niners in the playoffs? Niners. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We know and they can beat the Cowboys. They have beat them once, and I know it was without Prescott, but then the Cowboys beat the Eagles without Hurts, so it's kind of a wash. But I, I, the Niners are a whole different thing, and their defense is so, so good. And uh, don't don't take this as a guarantee that he's a multiple-time pro bowler or, at the end of the day, a Hall of Famer. Can we wait till Brock Purdy plays a bad day, has a bad game to go, oh, he's a rookie, he can't win. You can't expect a rookie, the Mr. Irrelevant last pick in the draft to step in. All this guy's done since he's taken over has gone in and played quality football better than Jimmy G, better than Trey Lance, better than anything else San Francisco trotted out as a quarterback this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little – I mean, he's getting my respect. I'm a little nervous about having to play Brock Purdy. Do I think he's going to go out and uh, torch the Eagles for 400 yards in the NFC Championship game? I'm not going there, but it isn't like, oh, they're going to rattle this kid. He's a kid. He can't do anything. He's a kid who does something every single week to make the 49ers win. Yeah, and he's won important games, no question. Uh, let's get Rich in Connecticut up here. Hey, Rich. Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Hey, hey good morning, uh, Bleed Green Nation. Uh, uh, congratulations to Doug Peterson, first of all. I mean, great job for that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all love him still, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're Listen, that, right. team, um, that, that team had the first pick in the draft the last two years, one <laughs> – 
I don't know how the handful of games at most, and Doug's really got him on a roll. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, Trey Lawrence, whatever his name is, uh, you know, Lawrence. There. They won but, four um, games I, in two I, I just want to say, um, hey, uh, Rain Johnson, God bless you. Stay healthy. Um, number three over there for the for um, you know for the Buffalo Bills. Stay healthy. God bless them. But the thing is, our O line and We'll be healthier, dude. If we're healthier, we will get to the point of no return. You know what I mean? Jody, what does he mean? I have no idea. Me neither. Uh, what we need to do is make sure Lane Johnson gets healthier. He's not healthy. He's not getting healthy. No. He's going to be playing in pain. Uh, the injury that he suffered required surgery. He's putting off the surgery to try and come back for the postseason. So, he is not going to be 100% healthy. Now, he's such a gamer and such a star and a stud, you might not be able to notice it when he comes back. He may be able to play to a Lane Johnson level. But don't kid yourself, he's not going to be 100% at any point this season until after he has the surgery done. Yeah, and I'm actually not sure if, if the rest particularly helps him heal. I don't know if this is like a typical injury. I think it's just not risking hurting it more and when he comes back he'll kind of do whatever he can and take whatever painkillers he can to get through it but uh yeah it's that that's that's going to be a tough one um our old friend cisco and bluebell is up next haven't talked to him in a while yeah great guy and then uh it's open after that 215-592-9494 would love to hear from you with jody mcdonald i'm glenn mack now on 94 wip Hey, if the cold weather has you thinking it's finally time to replace those old drafty windows and doors, there is no better time to make your home more energy efficient while taking advantage of Guida's big winter sales event. Now, the great people at Guida Door and Window are extending their big winter sale through January by offering 40% off every window and door you buy. Receive 40% off each expertly installed energy efficient replacement window that also includes free high performance low e glass and if you're in need of a new door well you receive 40 percent off any door including insulated entry doors sliding patio doors garage doors and storm doors take advantage of guidance interest-free financing or low monthly payment plans to get your project started with no money out of pocket this offers for a limited time only so you must act quickly if your home needs new windows and doors, call the experts at Guida today. Schedule a free in-home estimate at one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A.com. All right, Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. Eagles football Sunday, Eagle, Eagles against the Giants. Four, it's 420-425 kickoff today. We'll 25, find out. I think it is. 25. Oh, it's the latest of them. Yes. All right. Well, there you go. I think all, all late games are starting at the exact same time. There's no early That's good. 4 o'clock yeah. game today because they want everybody playing at the same time. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. And, and I think the 1 o'clock games, are they all without any playoff implications? All the, uh, are there any games like that? Without playoff inflations, I think so. Yeah. No, the, there are there are one o'clock games, and then right. there are, there are four twenty-five games. My sense, and I'm not looking at the schedule, but my sense is the four twenty-five ones are the ones that have playoff implications. Well, and, all, and, there are some early games that have playoff implications: Cincinnati and Baltimore. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's loses, major implications. Kind of, sort of. If Baltimore wins. Then they will have, and uh, Baltimore secures the fourth spot, and Cincinnati is uh, third. There's the potential of a coin flip yeah. to see where that game is played, yeah. which I think is kind of weird that it's coming down to a coin flip. But the NFL does a lot of things with a coin flip. Who gets the ball first, start the game, overtime, uh, breaking draft ties. So it is not unprecedented the NFL puts something of major importance on a coin flip. By the way, if there is a coin flip for that, they should build a show out of it this week. Right. Absolutely. Right. They could get an hour show on the NFL Network. NFL Network. Oh, yeah. the, the get. Oh, uh, they don't have the uh, NBC guy. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Karnacki, who does the percentages oh, on Karnacki. everything. Love He's that great. Guy. I yes. love him. Yes, me too. Oh, he does horse racing, too, for the Breeders' Cup, and he yes, breaks down the everything. analytics of it. Yes. He's tremendous, unfortunately. Maybe NBC can lend him out to the NFL Network. For oh, that. he'd be definitely worth doing that. Yes. All right. 
Uh, Cisco and Bluebell is with us. Hey, Cisco. Happy New Year to the both of you. Hey, you too. Same to you, buddy. Thank you. You, you know what? The uh, I was listening to the four-letter um, uh, television station uh, last year when Gannon was getting that uh, interview with the Texans. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned the Eagles, if they were to replace Gannon, they love this guy that's already on the coaching staff. His name is Denard Wilson. That's that's the name I, that they mentioned last year. Now, okay. it might have changed, but that's, that's just to give you a little bit of information. Um, now, the other thing I, uh, I keep hearing when callers call up about uh, Frank Wright coming back to the Eagles, yeah. that would never happen. Because it I never happen? Never happen because I saw an article uh, in the online, uh, Brandon Lee Gowton. Sure. It was January 21st that Doug Peterson had to save Frank Wright's job because the Eagles wanted to get rid of him. And I don't right, know. but that was that was a long time ago. That was 2016. No, so he, 20. Well, the report was 21, January 21. No, but you, you're right in in what you're stating, and you're saying what Brandon Lee stated that the Eagles mm-hmm. were not happy after their first year with Reich as their offensive play caller, and Peterson went to bat for Frank Reich that they were suggesting maybe they needed to make a change. They didn't, mm-hmm. and all Frank Wright did was be the offensive coordinator for the team that won the Super Bowl. So the oh. fact that at one point seven years ago the Eagles might not have been as high on Frank Reich as they were is going to have no effect on a decision they're going to make about a 2023 coaching staff. Right, yeah. Well, that's why I called you guys to get that information. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not a problem, well, Cisco. I appreciate you guys taking my call. Hey, always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Thank you. So, Denard Wilson is the passing game uh, defensive coordinator, um, which to me is not the greatest part of the defense, but he's young uh, and he's smart. Uh, you know, the best part of the defense is clearly the defensive line. Uh, Tracy Rocker is the defensive line coach um but i you know he's in his mid-50s i imagine they're going to want to go with a younger guy in that regard i don't know by the way jody can we pay tribute to hassan reddick for a moment um i saw a stat jeff kerr who's a good writer good at covering put this up only three players since the year 2000 since the 2000 season have had a year in which they had 16 plus sacks five plus forced fumbles and three-plus fumble recoveries. Um, Chandler Jones did it in 2019. T.J. Watt did it in 2021, and Hassan Reddick has done it this year. Now, I don't disagree that Bosa is the defensive player of the year, uh, defensive MVP, and should be getting consideration for over MVP. But Hassan Reddick has got to be second on that list, right? I mean, he is having just a great, great season. From time to time, Mac, uh, you know, we get to take victory laps. Uh, I, I will readily admit when I get something wrong as well, so I don't have a problem taking a victory lap when I uh, earn one. I wanted Hassan Reddick last year. I lobbied heavily here on WIP and on Birds 365 for the Eagles to make a play for Hassan Reddick last year. Instead, they brought back Derek Barnett. Why? I'm not 100% sure. Um, but uh, he did his one year in Carolina with his ex uh, ex college coach, Matt Rule, down in Carolina. And then Eagles rightfully made the aggressive move and got him this year. They could have had him a year earlier. I thought that he'd be a perfect fit. I didn't know the Gannon defense, but I knew conceptually what it was supposed to be. I thought he'd be a perfect fit with the Eagles last year. He has been this year, and you're right. He is uh, in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. Probably not going to win it, but should get consideration. Those two moves that Howie made, um, the big moves that they made, getting him on defense, getting A.J. Brown on offense, man, that's, that's two home runs by Howie. Howie had a great offseason. He absolutely did. He gets to take uh, major victory laps uh, when this season finishes today. Now they got to finish it off. they got to do something in the postseason, hopefully make the Super Bowl. But Howie Roseman gave this coaching staff an outstanding roster to work with this year, and that's the reason why they're sitting there right now at 13-3 and and hopefully by the end of the day, 14-3. and Let's talk to Matt in Ridley. You're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, Matt. 
Hey, boys, what's going on today? How are we? We're great. Good, Matt. Thanks, bud. Good. Jody, always a pleasure. Glenn, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So, two-part question, kind of. And, Jody, you and I have talked about this before, um, but I'll pose it this way. When he's ready to be re-signed, what is the degree of worrying that the Eagles have because he relies on his running game as much as he does that his longevity won't be there and that may be a little bit hesitant to giving him as much money, you know, the $40, $45 million, because then they can't surround him with the team that he's going to need to get back to this level at which we're playing at this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles might have that as a talking point in the negotiation with Jalen Hurts. Good luck with that. You want to let him hit the free agent market? You want to let him go out and compete? Now, they do have the ace in the hole of the franchise tag. And, oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts has been uh, absolutely of a level of meritorious of a franchise tag. So it's not an immediate worry, but... I don't think you're getting any hometown discount because, well, you know, if we're going to go to the length of this contract with your injury history, we're going to try and skim back on the money a little bit. I don't think that works. I think if he gets out onto the open market, somebody's going to pay him top no, dollar, I, $50 million No, plus. I, I understand that. But, I mean, then they can't surround him with this type of team. Yeah. And, and, and you're I mean, right. That has to be a it concern, is, right? Sure. Yeah, you bet it's a concern. But that, that's almost separate from whether he's a running quarterback or not, right? And this is no, no, he's not. He's it's just he does rely on that part of his game. That would make sure he does. Well, I mean, run, I think so. I think this is like Lamar Jackson in in uh, Baltimore, right? It's kind of a similar situation. Here's this think, is and I, think I and he's I, a little more. I think he's more accurate than Lamar. Okay. I think he's that's getting that's fine. Yeah. But I'm I'm just saying in terms of. You know, the Ravens have seemed reluctant to uh, go the big contract with Lamar Jackson. Right. This is the reality of the NFL right now, and I think it's a real problem for the league, which is quarterbacks at the top of the the market, and that's going to be Jalen Hurts, eat up so much of your salary that it becomes very difficult to keep guys around. And this could stare the Eagles in the eyes right next year. Um, and, and as Jody said, Hertz has earned that. He's going to get it. It's what the market is. But everybody who says, oh, how he's going to figure out how to work his way around it, and we're going to be able to keep Bradbury and Kaiser White and all these other guys, no, they're not. It, yeah, I don't think they are either. No, right. it, I don't it's, think so. yeah, it's going to become a problem, but you really don't have much choice but to do it. This is why, and Matt, great call. Thank you so much. This is why, Jody, teams try so hard to win it on a young quarterback's first contract. Correct. Because that's when you have the flexibility. And I was talking to Mike about this yesterday, Mike Sealski, and I'm curious how you feel about it. Um, you know, there's a sense of, well, you know, they're really going to scale back Hertz's running because they're worried about him long term. I think they're worried about winning now. And I think if you're the Eagles, and I, I don't mean to sound reckless about Jalen Hurts' health and future, but if you're the Eagles, the opportunity is to win the Super Bowl this year. You are the best team in the league. Oh, you, you were. You're the best team in the NFC. We'll see how it plays against the Bills or the Chiefs or wherever it goes. But you won with him playing a certain style. It, mm-hmm. it makes him a great quarterback. And this is the year where you have all of those guys and can afford them because of Jalen Hurts' contract. You're not playing for the long run. You're not playing for two years down the road. You hope you're in contention then, but you're playing for now. So to me, I don't want him to get hurt. But going into the playoffs, I'm not changing his game. I'm not having him run less. I'm trying to win the damn thing this year. Here's where I bring in uh, my hedge expertise. Because the way the Eagles called today's game should be, in my estimation, different than how they will call it in their first playoff game. Which we're, again, crossing our fingers, hoping it's not for two weeks after today because the Eagles find a way to win today's game. Um once they get to the postseason, that's another week of rest of Jalen Hurts coming back from whatever injury, assuming he makes it through today's game, doesn't re-injure it, it's the same status. Oh, they should call plays exactly the same way they did for the first 14 weeks of the season. There should be no change in their way of doing things. Now, going forward next year, and there's a whole bunch of things happen have to happen between now and then, including a potential Super Bowl win, I think that you absolutely have to adjust your play calling going forward. I'm not talking about making him a pure passing quarterback, pocket quarterback, 
but I think they do need to scale back a little bit on how much they lean on him and his running attributes to win football games starting in 2023. Not, 20, not, not this season. This is a go for the Super Bowl, play every trump card you have, but going forward, if you're going to be keeping Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, I do think they need to adjust. Not change, not completely revamp, but just tinker a little bit with how much they use Hurts and his running game. One of the things in sports that I think we've all learned over the years is, you know, you say, ah, we didn't get there this year, but you know what? We can get there next year. We still have the nucleus. We're still good for a couple of years. That rarely works out that way. When you have that opportunity to grab it, you do it because next year, who the hell knows what the Eagles are going to be. Um, so, anyway, there you go. Let's work in one more call here. David in Gradyville. Hello, David. Hey, um, hi, Glenn, a voice from the past. Uh, when you were doing nights and uh, whatever. Always a pleasure. <laughs> anyway, I, um, as soon as I saw Jalen get wrapped up by that defensive Wire, I had a flashback to Clyde Simmons. That was the signature move. Wrap his arms around the quarterback and just yeah. flop on him. By um, the way, these days that will most often draw you a penalty. 15-yard penalty flag. Right, exactly you land right. full weight on a, on a quarterback, you're getting right. 15. Right. But I understand he was a runner, so it didn't matter. Mm. Um, anyway, I just wanted to give you a personal perspective on – I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts today at all. Um, 30 years from now, might be a different story. Um, we used to play every weekend, no pads, tackle football. I had four dislocations on one shoulder and I needed a shoulder replacement on the other side. But at the time, I could play. You know, yeah, 30 well, years from and, now. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and thanks. I don't know if Jalen's injury is your injury. I don't know what he's going through. I don't. Uh... It's a separate. I, I know, I know. Well, it's yeah, I know what it is. It's a uh, not an AC. It's joint. a strain. It's an SC joint. It's a sprain of the SC joint, not a separation. Right. A sprain of the SC joint. Uh, I am I am not a doctor, nor is David, and I don't want to speculate on what it's going to mean to him down the road because of an injury David had playing Sandlot football years ago. So, hey, by the way, Jody, at noon today this week in Philadelphia sports history takes us back to, uh, I don't want to give it away, but one of the all-time shockers where the Eagles win one late. You will definitely want to stay tuned for that. It's going to be a fun one. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Mackman, this is the final Sunday of the regular season in the National Football League. It's winding down. Birds at home versus New York today. You got the championship game tomorrow, TCU versus Houston. College and pro hoops running big time. There's a lot of action out there to be had. Well, the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered on it all. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right there in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and very easy to use. I can confirm that. The official sports book for the real Philly sports fan, the only sports book and casino app that I recommend and use. Bet on more than just the score, player props, parlays, teasers, you name it, they've got it. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Be part of the action. Join me now. New users can get up to $750 in a sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly. The Bet Parts Sportsbook Casino app. He's Jordan McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Well, everybody knows what this is. It is the last day of the regular season of the NFL Eagles at home against the New York Giants. Jordan, I have not been following the line. It keeps growing was it 14 and a half Do you oh know no it is? my friend it oh. is up to 16 is it re- <laughs> with davis webb now as the starting quarterback for the new york giants so ross tucker who's going to be on uh, from one to two as we do countdown to kickoff today um was on uh, the morning show uh, earlier this week he does wednesdays on the morning show and he said he, he didn't say that the giants are going to win but he said sometimes be careful what you wish for with the backups playing because for them this is their opportunity to try to make a roster next year. This is their chance to play. This means everything in the world to them. And so they're going to put everything they have into it. Now, that doesn't mean that Davis Webb is going to turn into uh, Joe Montana. 
but I get what he's saying, which is you count on these things and think it's just going to happen. And that doesn't mean it's going to happen. I love Ross Tucker. Um, <laughs> oh, by oh, by the way, he is a very <laughs> underrated in-game analyst. Oh, he's great. I heard him yesterday. He's he was doing um, uh, uh, Kansas City uh, Raiders yesterday. Right. And I don't think he gets enough uh, credit for the work that he does in in a booth broadcasting a game. We know he does Eagles pregames, preseason games before they ever starts. uh, But he does uh, NFL radio during the year, and he's phenomenal at it. I would tend to disagree with him on this one. Uh, I would state a couple of examples. The process-led Sixers played hard every night under Brett Brown. Every single night under Brett. They went out and they tried to win those games. Different point. No, it's different. And, First of all, different. And they stunk. Yeah, but different well, sport. But, but, but also. But the premise is exactly the well, same. Well, no. Were no, it's those not. players it's not, not? The premise right, is not the same. Here's the, why the premise is different. The premise is different because this is their only game to play. This is it. They're not playing 82 games and get the chance to look lousy every game. They got one chance to put it on film. I'm not saying that he's entirely right, but I do think it's a little bit different when these guys have been sitting on the bench all day or deactivated, practice squad, whatever. It's like, hey, man, this is my opportunity to try to stay in the league one more year. That, that's fair, so I'll take it to an NFL example instead. How did the Eagles' JV play against the Cowboys the last week of the season last year? Ugh. It was disgusting. Same, same exact philosophy, right? Yeah, oh, this is their chance. Okay. This is, they, they've been waiting. Now they've got their chance. They're going to go out. The Eagles got crushed by the Cowboys at home last year because they went to the JV squad because they were protecting all their star players for the playoff game against Tampa, which, oh, by the way, didn't really work either. Uh, but um, I think that can be tremendously overstated. And if uh, our buddy Ross went there, I will tell you that I think the Eagles should take major advantage of the fact that the Giants are going to go with. Now, we don't know how many it's going to be. We know what the quarterback situation is. I will make a prediction right now that Saquon Barkley does not see the field today. Um, but th- there are no, only so no. many guys. That'd be, the, that'd be the one guy I wouldn't play if I were them. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, there are only so many guys that you can sit because your roster's only so big. So I actually think the game might be closer than the 16-and-a-half-point uh, spread that's on it right now. But it won't be, co- be because... Ooh, giant players who didn't get a chance to play all year are going to step up and make plays in this game. Uh, that I have uh, next to no fear of that happening today. All right, well, let's see what John in Philly thinks. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Good Matt. morning. Yes. Um, hey, for, wanted to start off with a quick point, Glenn. I know Buffalo's, a, a, you guys got ties in the McNow family there. And yes, sir. Just wanted to say, among everything going on, um, coaches, we see a lot of X's and O's stuff, but I think McDermott's done such a phenomenal job leading that team. In, in what had to be the most difficult situation ever. So just wanted to say that quick. I, and, and thank you. And I may speak to a little that a little bit more later. But uh, thank you. And I agree. And by the way, Zach Taylor as well from Cincinnati. I was watching that game on Monday night. And the sense I got, John, was they were not quite getting a clear signal as to what to do. And, you know, Joe Buck said that we've been told by the league that they're going to take five minutes and start again. The league later denied it. I, I don't think Joe Buck would make that up. But what I, what I saw with my eyes was Zach Taylor, who was the Bengals coach, walk across the field over to Sean McDermott, start talking to them. Those guys shake hands and then signal their players to the locker room. And I, what, what Zach Taylor said later was Sean McDermott said to him, I got to go to the hospital. I got to be with my guy. I think Taylor got it, and I think those coaches are the reason that game ended. I don't know the only reason. I don't want to put it in the league that they – that they would have continued, but I think those coaches decided at that moment we're not going to play, and I applaud I applaud them for that. Yeah, I mean, just a great job by him. And quick Eagles point here: I wanted to get your guys' take. You know, we see a few backup situations over the years in the league, and I, I see Hertz is so dynamic with his arm and his legs that it makes it really tough to find a backup. And just wanted to see what you guys think. I mean, you see, you know, the Ravens have a guy that's similar to Lamar and running capability, but. Man, Minshew's such a drop-off just because he doesn't have that mobile ability. And, and if the Eagles need to consider that, if Hurts is going to be the guy, having a guy that more mimics being able to throw and run. It's a very fair point, but it is what it is. And we've got an example in the NFL this year of someone stepping in and not only 
holding the fort but actually stepping it up, and that's Brock Purdy and what he's doing in San Francisco. I brought him up earlier. The guy's been phenomenal since he's taken over, so it can be done. Uh, yes, anybody in comparison to Jalen Hurts playing like an MVP, you've got to expect a drop-off, and we surely got that with Gardner Minshew. Uh, so the most important thing is what is the level that you're dropping off from? You're only going to be able to do so much. No one's got an MVP-level starter, an MVP-level backup. No. So you have to yeah. be ready. But, uh, but I think John's bringing up another point, too. If I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, John, you're talking about a, a, a style question as well. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you, you got to replace one or the other, and Hurts is so good at both that it's like, what do you go with? You go with an arm or you go with legs. And now yeah. I know Lane Johnson added a lot missing last week, um, but I, I thought Minshew at least had some mobile ability. But God, he's terrible. With yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't very good at all. And I put some of it on Shane Steichen for not adjusting the offensive plan. And by the way, that was the worst quarterback sneak I've ever seen in my life, uh, considering how great the Eagles have done quarterback sneak. It's, a, it's an interesting question. So I imagine Minshew's gone next year. Maybe despite these last two games, he goes somewhere where he has the opportunity to fight for a starting job. Maybe. Wouldn't surprise me. you got to find somebody new. I would try to find somebody who – you're not going to find somebody as remotely close to what Hurts can do, but I would try to find somebody in the style where he works with his legs. I think it's a good point. Yeah, I, I just think that can cover more than a bad arm. And, and I, you know, it's just interesting. And, and luckily this year we, we got in a good situation, but we'll see what happens. But uh, we got the guys back today and just got to bring it home. Hey, good stuff, man. Enjoy the game today. All right, have a good one. Appreciate right. the call. Let, let me add one other point to this perspective, Glenn. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be a week or two with Jalen. Actually, I guess we didn't know it could have been all three, and it's not. But, um one thing this Eagle coaching staff has not been tasked to do that we saw the Eagle coaching staff do to tremendous success just five years ago. Oh, they changed. When Carson Wentz went down, well, we knew Carson was done for the season, so uh, you knew Nick Foles was the guy and it was going to take you as far as he was going to take you. The Eagles changed on the fly and made it a different offense, yeah. and they accentuated Nick Foles' strengths, and it led him all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, the coaching staff had to have a guess as to how long Hurts was going to be out and how they should handle it. I think they tried to keep it mostly in place with Gardner Minshew. There are certain things he just can't do the way Jalen Hurts can do them. Um, I'd be very interesting to see. Do you make your decision on your backup quarterback based on if he's got to step in and win a half, he's got to step in and win two games, or if he's got to step in and win half a season, those are two different uh, ways to look at it and handle it. All true, and you know what I've learned over time? Not a whole ton of great backups in this league. No. It's hard to find 32 quarterbacks, let alone 64. Exactly. There's a significant drop-off. All right. Jody, coming up this week in Philadelphia sports history, takes us back to a playoff game that I think we'll all remember. We'll have a good time with it. And we'll take your calls. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.